Live from our man caves in Virginia Beach, this is MLS Gone Wild, where Blem and Mike D bring you the latest news, rumors, analytics, predictions, and all things MLS and American soccer. Let's get it going, Blem. Hello and welcome to Season 3, Episode 3 of MLS Gone Wild. This is your host, Blem. And this is your co-host, Mike D. On this week's episode of MLS Gone Wild, we are joined by four-time Ohio State Cup champion, 2016 high school All-American, two-time second-team All-ACC honoree for the Virginia Tech Hokies, and one of 33 NCAA D1 men's soccer players named to the 2021 Mac Herman watch list. Our guest this week is Houston Dynamo's second-round pick, Christo Strickler. Christo, welcome to MLS Gone Wild. Thanks for having me on here. Of course, man. How are you doing today? I'm pretty good, you know, just just chilling, just had some practice today, you know, just working out, doing the usual, and yeah, just excited to be here. So you're up in Blacksburg right now? Yeah, currently in Blacksburg. Um, We'll be staying here at Virginia Tech for the remainder of the spring season, finish out the college season here. But yeah, just, you know, just training and, you know, just enjoying myself a little bit. Yeah, just having fun. Mike D, don't you miss the days of being college soccer fit? Oh, like no other. Took it for granted for sure, man. Took it for granted for sure. I wish I could go back to that body and, and that fitness. <laughs> um, but, Christo, before we get into the interrogation, I mean uh, the interview, excuse me, uh, we'd like to start out with something just a little light. And with these preseason interviews that we've done with, with some of the guys that got drafted, um, we just start off with, with, a, with a basic question. And, you know, myself, Blake, and everyone listening loves this beautiful game for many different reasons. The first question we have is why soccer? You know, where did your love for the game develop and and when did you know you wanted to take a shot at going pro? Yeah, it was, I mean, ever since I was young, it was the first sport I pretty much picked up right away. My dad always like kind of enforced it on this because he's a pretty big soccer fan too. And I didn't really know I wanted to, you know, play pro until like college because I didn't know how successful I really was going to be. But pretty much since college, that's when I kind of, started looking ahead and seeing what the future might hold. So yeah, that's, um, you may be asking like why I love soccer. Um, I just like it because it's 90 minutes of just unadulterated play. I mean, there's just, there's no timeouts. There's no commercials with advertisements. It's just like, it's just the game. And that's all you really can focus on. And that's why it's beautiful. It just flows nicely. And yeah, that's, that's one of my big sell points on the, the beautiful game of soccer. Yeah, you get 90 minutes to express yourself. For sure, for sure. So, Christo, you talked about your uncertainty, not knowing that you may even have a chance to go play pro until you got to the collegiate level. But entering your senior season at St. Charles Preparatory School, you thought you would play your college soccer at a D3 level. One year later, after a breakout senior season, you were named a high school All-American. In a quote to the Roanoke Times regarding your collegiate aspirations, you said, after I got that accolade, I was like, oh, man. I think I can thrive in a D1 environment. Christo, walk us through that breakout senior season for St. Charles that led to you earning All-American recognition. Yeah, my, my best high school friends to this day were on that team my senior year. We were all soccer players, all soccer player best friends. And um, we all knew that we had a really good team that year. And our first goal as a team was actually to just make it to the state final. And I think that's what helped contribute to like my success and the accolades that I did receive that year. But I mean, a lot, there are, a lot of the guys performed well, I performed well, and 
yeah, just really propelled me to that level that I thought I knew that I could, you know, play at a division one level and yeah, the rest pretty much wrote itself and here I am today. Yeah. I think you're kind of underselling it a little bit, Chris. I believe you had 19 goals and 14 assists in your senior season. Is that correct? Yeah, something like that. I mean, it is always nice to get goals and stuff, but just making it to the state championship, that was just, you know, the run that we had. That's what, just to do it with my best friends to this day that I still talk to over FaceTime, like once every two weeks, like it couldn't have been written any better. And I'm just so thankful for all of them. And yeah, it was just a wild ride. And yeah, it was a great time to look back on. That's a very humbling answer. And you kind of bring it back full circle. Mike, D just asked you why soccer? And then you said it's kind of because, you know, you got to go through that experience with your lifelong friends. And like we said, pre-podcast, that's why Mike D and I are our best friends. And some of my best friends growing up were made through soccer. But you said you made it to the state final. I've only had the opportunity to play at Crew Stadium one time. What was it like getting the opportunity to play for a trophy in what is now Matt Free Stadium? It was, it was surreal. Like, I always wanted to play on that field. And, you know, just always going to Columbus Crew games as a – like since I was like a baby, you know, one year old, like it's just, it was just pretty cool to like kind of finish my high school season where it all kind of started for me. And um, yeah, it was just really nice moment and just fun to, you know, just play in a big stadium like that. The first stadium that MLS like inaugurated to the, to the league. And yeah, it was just, just really cool experience. And yeah, just like looking back on it for sure. So is it safe to say that deep down in your heart of hearts, you are a crew fan? I am a crew fan. I, I would totally agree with you. And yeah, yeah. yeah I do rep the gold and yellow. Sure. Blake's actually the reason I'm a crew fan today. <laughs> so, so even following your breakout senior season, you were still under recruited and, and had to promote yourself in order to play at that D one level in the same article published in the Roanoke times. It's noted that you emailed 25 D one coaches in hopes to get a chance to play at that D one level. So, what advice would you give to under-recruited kids who have D1 potential but aren't getting the looks? Yeah, I would just, you know, just be realistic with yourself and kind of just compile, like, a list of schools that you think you could really make an impact on and get a highlight video going for you and just kind of, you know, reach out. And because that's what I did, just send all your maybe awards, accolades and stuff that can just, you know, increase your stock that much more. So, you know, just catch, it, catch the eye of a coach or a scout. And yeah, just always, you know, just grind, work hard because it does pay off. I mean, I have, I've experienced that before. You guys, you know, you guys are college, played college soccer, you know, that hard work does pay off. And so yeah, I'll just follow that mentality. So I have one quick question. You had walk-on opportunities, I believe, from not only Virginia Tech, but Ohio State, and I believe another one. What made you choose Virginia Tech? I chose Virginia Tech because I knew that it was in the ACC and I kind of just wanted to be a part of a big public school. I know Ohio State's a big public school, but just because that they're in the ACC, you know, like we're playing against amongst the greatest college soccer programs in history. And I kind of just wanted to be a part of that and, you know, just see what I could do at that level. And so that's what really attracted me to Virginia Tech. Yeah. All right. So right before the podcast, we cut the question, but I'll just throw it in here. So 25 of the 75 players selected in this 2021 MLS Super Draft were from the ACC. Now, you already basically just stated it, that they, the ACC is the best collegiate soccer conference in America. 
why is it so easy for these ACC schools to recruit and develop these pros? Like, what is it about the ACC that separates them? I think it goes down to the history and just the culture of the programs. I mean, they, they're, they're, they're just all so successful and they just have a history of just always, you know, doing really well in the past and right now in the future. And I think that's why everyone has really big aspirations of when they do enter the ACC that they can, you know, go on to play professional soccer because it's proven in the past, like, you know, um, what's that one guy, Jack Harrison, who's on playing for Leeds United, like he went to Wake Forest. I mean, so just, there's a lot of cases like that that you can follow and there's other pipelines, you know, to professional soccer. And a lot of it is through the ACC. And yeah, I think that's, the ACC is just really strong conference i i can't disagree with you everybody wants to win so mike brizendine head coach of the virginia tech men's soccer team and one of the 25 coaches to receive an email and your highlights gave you an opportunity yeah. you were looking for and the rest is history and <laughs> in 2017 you entered your freshman year at virginia tech as a walk-on since then in your three and a half seasons at tech you've recorded 27 goals and nine assists while starting all but three matches not bad for a kid that started as a walk-on, I'd say. Your senior season will resume Sunday, February 28th versus Coastal Carolina. Christo, what do you have left to prove wearing a Hokie uniform? I mean, I think all that we have left and just, like, the players on my teammates will agree with me. Like, we haven't really challenged for a championship or, you know, a ring yet. And I think that's something we are really, you know, looking forward to doing this year. And we think we have a pretty – pretty strong team right now. We only lost Danny Prayer. I mean, that's a big loss. He was the number one pick, but we pretty much have everyone returning and we were strong last year, last semester. So this year, just really gonna go out guns blazing and try to make an impact and, you know, compete for a title. And that's what I think we have left to prove for sure. We'll be cheering for you. So in your three and a half years, Christo, what is your favorite moment as a Hokie? I would just say just, spending time with, with the boys. I mean, that's what I love about Virginia Tech and the program is we're all just tight. We're all best friends, we're all buds. And that's what I think contributes to our success on the field is we like to fight for each other. And, you know, that's, it's just, yeah, it's coming with the results that we've been getting. And I just love being around them. And it's always fun to just, just come to practice or just sit or just hang out in the locker room every day and just, you know, kind of crack jokes and just just hang out with everybody and that's what I really like and will miss when I do eventually leave Virginia Tech. Yeah sounds like you really love the game and you love everything that comes with the game. Now let me get something out of you here Christo. What was your favorite what has been your favorite goal as a Virginia Tech Hokie? My favorite goal was probably from my sophomore year. We were playing Notre Dame at in South Bend. And we were down 2-0, I think, at halftime. And, yeah, the weather conditions were just very poor. And our morale was kind of just like, uh, like we have another half against these guys that it just, you know, tore us apart this first half. And then our coach kind of just gave us an awesome pump-up speech. And, you know, it was just like, let's make this a night to remember. And we ended up having five unanswered goals. I scored two of them. One of them was a nice curler that I – might have been, I think it was probably my best goal at Virginia Tech. And yeah, it was just a night to remember for sure. You got to give a little bit of credit to the guy that gave you that assist. He was facing away from you, backheeled it to uh, you. But 
Sons, yeah. He's playing in Spain right now, I think. But yeah. With Maybe. the sauce with the sauce like that, I bet he is. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. But yeah, that was actually the goal that I had written down. I, I hoped that you were gonna go that, that so way. Funny. Man, you called it a curler, but that was straight finesse. I mean, it was a, a <laughs> perfectly placed shot. Well done, lad. Thank you, thank you. So Chris, so in what ways has your time at Virginia Tech prepared you to become a pro? I think I kind of already said it. Um, just the culture of just, you know, right when I came in as a freshman or just, just even on my recruiting trip, like the seniors, when I came in there, they like just included me and we played pickup basketball for like an hour and I wasn't even part of the team. But like, that's just, it's just that kind of welcoming environment, you know, just friendly, just built on friendships, just, you know, just comfortable and just making everyone feel welcomed. And so that helps with the, you know, our chemistry and just always wanting to fight for each other. And when I do go play professional soccer, I'll, they, my future teammates can know that I can just, will be putting my effort, all my effort out for them. And I'll just be battling until the very final whistle. So yeah, I think that's what Virginia Tech has really taught me. That's really cool to hear because, you know, sometimes you would think that coming in as a freshman, you might not get that that immediate kind of love off the jump they you know I know for for us when when we went you know it's a d3 school but you know our seniors were they 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 didn't like the freshmen and they made it known um and it wasn't because they didn't like us but that we later learned it was because they were preparing us for that mentality that they wanted to have out on the field which was ruthless and even though we were boys we were going to get into each other because we knew we expected that from everybody on the field. And so two different kinds of things, but I still think it's really cool to hear that they gave you that love right off the jump because it does, it builds on that chemistry immediately. Yeah, for sure. And it's not love, it's tough love. I think that's the easiest way to describe it. But Christo, you talked a lot about the culture and you know the way that you interact with your teammates from a development standpoint as a player, from your freshman year in college to now you're entering your final stretch of your senior season what part of your game have you improved upon the most and focus on developing on for that next step in your career yeah confidence is always a big thing I mean you have to play with confidence and when you play with confidence I mean it just lets you do be a lot more proactive on the field so that's a big thing that I think I've learned growing up from freshman year playing as like a right mid right back and then eventually assuming that role of striker and now right now I'm playing like center midfield sometimes but yeah just confidence is big um I think also just movement and making the right runs is really important and yeah I think that'll really help me at the next level is just knowing where to run what spaces to create you know what gaps to fill and just trying to get myself open and open up space for other players to you know show what they got and do their stuff yeah Love that tactical answer. <laughs> you got, I got to say that, I mean, I watched that video, uh, your highlight video, and uh, if I could compare you just from what I saw thus far, you make runs, putting yourself in these really dangerous positions, and it reminds me a lot of, like, Jassy Zardes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I like I try to have that desire for goal, and I try to always just get into the box, try to get on the end of things when I can. Like, what are you shaking your head at me for like that, bro? <laughs> no, I mean, I, it's, it's a decent comparison just on the basis of the runs that he makes when he does get into the box and his willingness to get dirty and finish with his head, knee, whatever. Yeah, so um, what's, what, what's your point? Uh, you just nailed it. That's exactly what I was referring to. 
Yeah, they're just they're just two differently sized players. I think Christo's a little bit more technically gifted than a really oh sloppy God. Giassi. That's not <laughs> what I'm. My point being is that the like he was talking about his runs and finding that dangerous space and something that we saw last year with Giassi and what we've always seen with Giassi is that he really finds that dangerous position to score goals inside the 18. And from the video that I saw, it's always what I was watching was you know Christo's putting his body on the line even inside the six-yard box to, to find a, the back of the net. <laughs> there, there was a play on the highlight video that I, that I watched. I forget what team it was against, but you were one-on-one -on -one with the keeper, and the keeper was coming out to punch it, and you actually got above his hands and headed it into the back of the net, and that is selling out, selling your giving up your body for your team. That is the definition of that. That was a phenomenal finish. I wouldn't have put myself in that position. I would have got, got punched in the head. Yeah, I got kind of lucky with that. I mean, I was kind of just gambling on that, you know, the guy heading it, heading it back. I, I caught him off guard and thought I could make it, and I did end up getting it. And it honestly didn't hurt as much as it may have looked. But, yeah, I mean, of course, I'd always just sacrifice my body. You know, if it's a goal, like, it's all that matters, and I'll do whatever it takes to get it in the back of the net. Yeah, right place, right time. Put a little ice on it afterwards if it hurts. But – Listeners, we're going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors, Added Time Outfitters. Stick around because after the break, we will be discussing Christo's draft day emotions, his style of play, and his career goals and aspirations. We'll be back in 60 seconds. We all love the beautiful game. We spend countless hours watching, tweeting, discussing, playing, and talking about the sport. And we all have our favorite memories when our teams made history. Moments like Liverpool's miracle in Istanbul or Celtic's 2-1 triumph over arguably the best Barca side ever. Those moments that keep us coming back for more. But what if you could carry those moments with you all the time? At a Time Outfitters creates soccer-inspired wristbands to let you wear those memories on your wrist. Each reversible elastic design gives supporters of the beautiful game a unique way to rep their favorite team in any setting. With wristbands for your favorite teams from across Europe, the USA, and beyond, each added time design incorporates a 90-minute story from that famous match. Check out all 24 of Added Time Outfitters' current designs on the web at www.addedtime.com or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Added Time Outfitters. Welcome back to MLS Gone Wild Season 3, Episode 3, featuring Houston Dynamo's second-round draft pick by way of Virginia Tech, Christo Strickler. Head over to AdditimeOutfitters.com to get your soccer-inspired wristbands and apparel. Use code GONEWILD at checkout for 10% off your entire order. All right, Christo. So in a matter of five years, you've gone from thinking you're going to play Division Three college soccer to walking onto Virginia Tech to being drafted 30th overall in the 2021 MLS Super Draft. What a journey it has been for you. With that being said, what were your emotions when you were hearing your name getting called and your dreams of playing professional soccer coming true? It was, it was just overwhelming, you know, to like think, yeah, back five years ago, I didn't even, you know, think I could even be in the position that I was in. And yeah, I was just super, super excited, super thankful and just privileged, you know, to just be selected from, in, from this talented group of players this year. And yeah, to have my parents there was just super nice because there's, my biggest support system they come to every game and it was just really nice to have them there to celebrate that moment with me also with my teammates they're all there which was really nice um but yeah it was just 
just to celebrate, you know, the work that I put in and that we all put in to just, yeah, to get me to this point. And it was just really overwhelming and just super thankful. That's amazing, man. I can, I can only, I can only imagine the feeling. Hats off to you. So you mentioned having friends and family around and it being very overwhelming. As a teammate and a friend, what was it like watching Daniel Pereira be selected first overall to Austin FC? It was, it was the most awesome thing, I would say. Like, the kid deserves everything. I mean, he's, he's a diamond in the, in the rough. Like, he, like, once the first practice, he practiced with the team. Like, it just didn't pick up. We're all just like, oh, my goodness, this kid is going to go places. And he, he did. He's number one draft pick. He's in Austin, and he's going to be killing it. And I wish him the best of luck, and I hope – Hope he does some great things out there. And I think he definitely will. Definitely. Uh, I was actually, we were playing with a guy last night in, uh, in our indoor league and he said he played against him and he said the same things. He's like, I thought our team was good. We were like a nationally ranked team, but when we played against him, it was like, all right, I think I want to stop playing soccer because this kid's so good. Yeah, he's crazy. Yeah, that's for sure. I'm excited to see what you can do in Houston and what he can do in Austin. You guys are in the same state. Houston's a big state, but I'm sure you guys will keep in touch. <laughs> for sure, for sure. So, Christo, last week we had the opportunity to talk to the number 10 overall draft pick out of Indiana University that got picked to enter Miami, Josh Penn. And when we were talking to him, he told us that, you know, he had interest from a lot of teams. So we kind of poked and prodded and we're like, well, what does that mean? What does that look like? And he expressed to us that, you know, it wasn't only enter Miami. There was a slew of teams that were contacting him, interviewing him and things like that. So, Christo, did you have any expectations as to where you're going to be selected in the draft? And what did that interest look like for you? Yeah, so, I mean, this process was new to me. It was new to probably most of the guys that were in the draft. And I kind of had an advisor and my coach kind of just pr promoting my name, you know, as much as they could. I had a highlight video. They kind of sent that out everywhere. And slowly over time, I'm – I would get looks and my advisor would say, oh, these guys are looking at you or these guys are kind of interested. They may see you as a right back. They may see you as a striker. So I really didn't know what position I would get, you know, I, what team would want to draft me as. And so it was all kind of up in the air. And I kind of just waited till draft day to see, you know, who would pick me. And I, really, I literally had no idea that Houston Dynamo was going to pick me. So it's just, you know, the luck of the draw and yeah, I'm just super privileged that they did, you know, end up selecting me. And, yeah, I'm just excited for the opportunity. Hey, but you had the hat and the scarf ready, my guy. <laughs> I did, I did. So before you head to H-Town, you'll be playing out your final season as a Hokie. In our first MLS Super Draft interview, we spoke to Joshua Jackson Ketchup. Ketchup, who was a right back for Ohio State and was drafted in the second round to the Columbus Crew, will also be playing out his senior season. In preparation for that, Ketchup informed us that he has talked to the crew coaching and technical staff about what they want to see from him in his last collegiate season before joining the crew. Have you had the chance to speak to Todd Ramos and his staff regarding what they want to see you improve upon or focus on in your last collegiate season before joining the Dynamo? Yeah, so after the draft, he, he, he called me on draft day after they selected me, and he said, was kind of just like, yeah, just enjoy the day for yourself. We'll catch up in the next few days and we did and the conversation kind of just went like he likes my situation here at Virginia Tech he you know I'll be playing in the ACC I'll be playing competitively and 
he would just like me to just stay where I am, finish the one class that I'm taking right now, and then report later in May. So yeah, that's pretty much what I focused on, just the college season. We haven't really talked about what improvements that I need to do, but it kind of seems like he does have some, some belief in me, and I'm excited to do, really travel back to Houston and you know, see what I can do and hopefully make my mark there. It's got to feel good to have the belief of a guy like Todd Ramos. Yeah, yeah man. No news is good news, I guess, right? So, um, so as a coach, Ty Ramos has coached on the U.S. Youth National Team and senior team levels prior to joining the Dynamo in 2019. As a player, he's a U.S. Men's National Team legend and Hall of Famer. In a press release from the Dynamo after Ty's hiring, owner Gabriel Brenner had this to say about Ty. He has a deep understanding of the needs, wants, goals, and challenges that our players face having been an elite player himself, and he has a deep understanding of how to develop young players from his tenure with the under-20 national team. Christo, how do you feel about coming into a team with Tab in charge, and, and how can his playing and coaching experience help you during year one? Like you said, he's a U.S. soccer legend. I mean, he's a, he was a potent goal scorer. Like, he was a great attacker, and, that's, and he sees me as an attacker, which is, like, the thing that I was really excited about. And so he, I can just learn so much from him and from just, you know, movement and just where to run, like the opportunities on the field that I should take. And yeah, I just feel like I could learn so much from him because he's been in those situations at the highest level. And yeah, just to be coached by Tab. Yeah, it's, it's pretty wild just to say that and really excited to see, to just, you know, work with him in the future and see how far I can grow and adapt to the, to the professional level through his help. Yeah, it's really exciting. And it's exciting to hear that he sees you an attacker. We talked about your numbers at St. Charles your senior year. We've talked about your 27 goals in your three and a half seasons. I'm sure there's going to be more to come in the next month and a half. But in a quote from Todd Ramos, he says, Christo Strickler has proven to be a consistent goal scorer in a tough conference. But in addition to the goals, you've shown the vision and ability to make plays for your teammates as you've notched nine assists in your three and a half seasons. Christo, building off what you just said about Todd seeing you as an attacker, describe in your own words your style of play and what Dynamo fans should expect from you on the pitch. Yeah, I mean, I, I really like to just get into the box. I mean, I, like I already said that I just have strong desire, you know, to just get to that ball first and just get, get on the end of it and just put it back in the net, just try to poach things that are – because most of my goals are in the 18-yard box. But, I mean, just from last season, I, I kind of played more of a – number 10 center midfielder role and that showed that I can you know create a lot and set my teammates up I can I can hit long passes some through balls you know a few dribbles here and there but yeah I think I'm a pretty versatile player I mean I can even play defense I played right back my freshman year so I'll always work both ends of the pitch if I need to and yeah I'll just you know give my all always and something that I find important, especially coming from guys that are coming in from the MLS Super Draft rookies or even academy players to that extent, is being versatile. You're coming into an environment where there's well-established professional athletes and you have to be ready to take your opportunity whenever it may come. Christo, you might not go in and immediately start as the number 10 or anywhere in the midfield or even out wide in that regard, but you have to be waiting for your opportunities. Say the right back goes down and then you're almost playing the Tejan Buchanan role where you are a natural attacker, but now you're playing right back and you may flourish there in the MLS. You know, it's a different game between college and the pros. So it is really good to be versatile, to be well-versed in all 
positions on the field. So that is going to bode very well for you come time when you go to Houston. Right, right. All right, so from high school All-American to walk on at Virginia Tech, training for a spot on the Philippine national team, to being named to the 2021 Mac Herman watch list and then being drafted 30th overall in 2021, I'd say you've had a pretty good start to your soccer career. So what goals and aspirations do you have for that professional soccer career as well as your club and country? So right now, I mean, I'm just focused on, you know, just getting that first team contract and just making a name for myself and the team and just trying to just try to get on the team and, you know, just, yeah, just be a part of that, you know, top squad. Um, but uh, internationally, like just with the Philippines, I mean, there's just so much opportunity over there. I've, I've been in contact with the head coach there, Scott Cooper, and he's really liked the progress that I've made these past this past year. And even as a sophomore, because that's when I went over there for two national team camps. But I mean, I'm excited what the Philippines, you know, can provide this year, there's, you know, World Cup qualifying games, there's friendlies, there's Olympic qualifying stuff, there's Suzuki Cup competition. So there's a lot of, you know, games that I could really, you know, get into and, you know, try to just make my name a name for myself over there on the, in the Pacific Ocean. So yeah, I'm pretty excited about what Asia can offer also. That's, that's pretty cool, Christo. Can you tell us a little bit about where your Philippine heritage comes from? Yeah, so... My mom is 100% Filipino. She moved here with her nine siblings and my two grandparents, um, I think in like 1972. So they all came, the 12 of them, and kind of just settled in West Virginia. And from then on, everyone's kind of just spread out from there. But yeah, um, I still have family in the Philippines. I visited the Philippines maybe two or three times in the past six years, which is I'm pretty thankful for just to get to meet, meet all my family there and my cousins. And yeah, I, every time I go there, I really enjoy it. I mean, it's my, it's kind of my homeland and I'm super proud to just be Filipino and have that blood in me and working on learning the language there. Cause I think that could help me a lot in the future, but um, yeah, super proud to be a Filipino. That's awesome, man. In more regards to the soccer aspect of when you went over there to train for the two national team camps, what is the competition level like over at the Philippine national team? It's, it's very good still. Um, I mean, it's not as good as like, you know, like Europe, but there are quality players and a lot of the guys are from our half Europe, European. Mm -hmm. And one of the main players, his name is Stefan Schrock. He played at Eintracht Frankfurt. Uh, right back and now he's kind of a more attacking player as he's in like the champions league of um asia at the moment just a quality dude and really nice guy and a lot of the guys you know they welcomed us too when we did go there i was kind of nervous to see how they would react but they all included us the new younger younger boys and yeah just really liked every moment i've had um in the philippines and hopefully we'll one day represent them and just make make my family proud and yeah it's the country proud nice well we'll be rooting for you man thank you so christo do you have any final thoughts for i just have houston dynamo here but do you have any final thoughts for Hokie nation and the houston dynamo fans that are looking forward to getting you i'm uh, just gonna try to 
you know, shadow win some trophies, hopefully, um, anywhere we, anywhere I'm at, especially for the Hokies and, yeah, for Houston Dynamo this year. Just, you know, I'll just always, yeah, just give my best for the team and always just try to know my role and just do the best for the programs. And, yeah, I'm excited to get down to Houston and, yeah, hopefully make it my new home. Well, Blake's getting ready to close us out, so I will give my final thoughts here. Christo, thank you so much for coming on to MLS Gone Wild. Uh, it's been a pleasure speaking with you. Uh, it's been awesome to watch your, you know, your highlight tape and to see uh, that there's uh, really some big things, in, in my opinion, coming for you when, when you get to Houston. So keep up the good work. Uh, best of luck to you in your final season with the Hokies. Go get them, man. Appreciate it, guys. Uh, thanks for having me on here. Of course, Christo, best of luck. We'll be watching. We'll be rooting for you, whether it's for the Hokies, Dynamo, or the Philippine national team, man. We'll stay in touch, okay? Sounds good. Listeners, thank you for tuning into our third and final episode of our 2021 MLS Super Draft rookie miniseries featuring the Houston Dynamo second round pick, Christo Strickler. If you haven't already, please go check out our previous two rookie interviews featuring Columbus Crew's second round pick, Joshua Jackson Ketchup, and Inter Miami's first round pick, Josh Penn. They can be found anywhere you enjoy podcasts, and video versions can be found on YouTube by typing in our name, MLS Gone Wild. Until next time, listeners, MLS season is upon us. Stay safe, wear a mask, and we'll catch you guys next week. Peace. Peace.